everyone welcome back to the mirror image podcast hope you all are doing well and having a great holiday season it's been a while since we talked but i do have an explanation for everything and just trust me in these coming weeks it's gonna be podcast 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 and i'm really excited to start doing more podcasts because i actually was thinking like You know, I think I feel better always after I record a podcast because it's a a good way for me to get my thoughts out. And, you know, it's like having kind of like a a heart-to-heart with myself, which is hard to do um, when you don't have maybe like a therapist or um, a, a a sounding board to like bounce ideas off of, which I don't really have all the time. I mean, I have like my friends and family who I can talk to, but... Sometimes it feels good to talk to someone who's kind of removed from your life, I guess, and this is, in a way, how you do that. But yeah, so as always, we start off with the life updates, what's new with me, and last time we talked, I was getting ready to go on vacation, and we went to the Caribbean, and it was such a nice experience, and it was really great. We went to the Turks and Caicos, and those islands are so incredibly beautiful and just, you know, really calming and meditative and like the beach, you know, it's just a great experience. And my sister and I just basically hung out, swam all the time. And yeah, and while I was on vacation, I got some good news. We got two um, pieces of good news. So, as some of you may know, I'm in the process of applying to college, and I decided to apply to some schools in the UK, and I'm from the US, so yeah, basically the reason I chose to do that is because I do like their degree system where it's very focused on the subject, so like for example, if you choose to go like pre-med or you go want to go into medicine, you won't study really anything other than what you need for your medicine course. So it's different to here in the U.S. where say I'm going and study, say I'm going to be pre-med on the pre-med track, so I might major in biology or something. I'm still going to have to take a bunch of classes that aren't in biology, maybe like, I don't know, like history or math or just things that, you know, might not be so applicable to me. Whereas if I was in the U.K., usually I would just take classes focused on my course. And so that actually, I think, you know, I'm still kind of debating it because I do have a wide variety of interests. But at the same time, I think, you know, if I want to be a good, I'm good in my field, then I really should kind of narrow in on it, get all that, you know, like good experience in one subject that really deep specialization in one subject to get good at it and especially so for me I am planning on majoring in economics or public policy or something related to that and I really want to do economic policy or economic research and I'm just thinking like okay well if I were to graduate from school in the U.S. having only taken like five courses on economics to complete a, a major requirement I feel like I'm not even prepared to even go to an entry-level job and try to, you know, try to create public policy or um, work with economics in a way that would really benefit people. So 
I just want to really get that specialization in my field and I think that the UK school system might provide better for that which is why I chose that and then with that specialization the degrees are usually less time consuming ever and they the undergrad degree is only three years as opposed to in the US it's four years so that was another draw for me because I think I would probably want to do master's or PhD or some higher level of college like that. And so those were like my like rational, logical reasons for why I wanted to apply to school in the UK. And then my fun reason was I love British accents <laughs> and I think it could be a fun opportunity to just do something new. And, you know, I love to travel so that could be a fun way to you know be like in a new place experience a new culture yada 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 all that fun stuff so anyways the more of this ramble is I got accepted to the University of Edinburgh and I heard back while I was on the beach eating or sitting in a restaurant after snorkeling and it was such a such a cool experience and the way that like I'm kind of thinking about it now is like it was such a weird like international moment to me here I was this girl from the U.S. sitting on this Caribbean island and getting news from Scotland and it just felt like wow like this is (laughs) international um yeah so I just that was that was really nice to hear and Edinburgh is a beautiful city, and oh, I should probably clarify that I've never visited the UK before. Not Europe, nope, nope, nope. I've been to Asia, Latin America, and that's it. In North America, I haven't been anywhere else. So, yeah, I. <laughs> it's really a shot in the dark, so like, if I were to choose a school in the UK, I would definitely have to go visit first. Um, but yeah, from the pictures, Edinburgh is really beautiful, and this YouTuber that I follow. She's also a podcaster. Her name is Nana Florence. She went to Edinburgh. We went to University of Edinburgh. And from what I have gathered from her opinions on the school is that it's a really great school and it's a really beautiful city and it's just really fun to be in. So yeah, I'm excited for that. Um, and then uh, that was on, I think, Wednesday or so. And then on Thanksgiving Day, I heard back from the University of Oxford, and they offered me an interview, which was also really exciting. So basically, the Oxford admissions process is first, you submit your application, then you have to take an entrance exam. If you do well enough in the entrance exam, the, the university will send you an interview offer, and if you do well on the interview, you'll get accepted. So it's a little bit more of a tedious process. And so I'd received an interview and that was really like, it was a good moment for me because I wasn't too happy about my performance on the entrance exam. I thought I hadn't done very well and I probably didn't do very well, but I did well enough to at least get shortlisted for an interview. So that was nice. And Actually, the whole time that I was on vacation, I was waking up really early for some reason. I think it was because on the day that we left for vacation, I had to wake up at 5 to catch the flight. And then, like, every day on vacation, I woke up at, like, 5 or 6 in the morning. And 
that is so weird because I never wake up early. I'm always waking up around like eight or nine or something like that. So yeah, that was weird. But because the UK is five hours ahead of us, I woke up at 5.30 or so and I got the news like close to the time they had sent it because they sent it around 10 and then I woke up at like 5.30, which is 5 um, Eastern Standard Time. And then I woke up at like 5.30 and I got the news and yeah. So that was really nice. And um, this past week, I just completed my Oxford interviews. They were really really scary experience. They were online, but it was also nice. And I think if anything, at least it forced me to kind of, I don't want to say forced because I did it out of my own choosing, but it made me want to focus in more on my chosen subject and really read, really try and interact with it. I'm um, trying to understand it more so that I could perform well in the interviews. And I think generally that's just a good thing for me because, well, one, if I'd gone through this process and been like, I don't want to read into these topics, then I would have known, you know, this is probably not the right major for you. But because it kept me interested and because I actually, throughout the process, was enjoying it, I think now I can recognize no, this is a good subject for you, and this is intellectually stimulating, and it's something that you could probably do well in and probably help some people in as a career. So that was really nice and kind of a good way to confirm that. And just generally, it was is I feel like it's a really special opportunity to be able to interview at an institution like Oxford, so I was just excited overall to have been invited and then the interviews are held with, um, like, professors in their subject. So it was cool to talk with, you know, people who knew a lot about their subject. So, so yeah, that was kind of my, my college wrap-up. I, I don't know what it is, but I've been feeling a lot better recently. There was a time in, I want to say, October that I was having a really bad time mentally. I was feeling really bad. I was feeling actually depressed and I've like having dark thoughts and things like that. So it, I'm glad that I'm out of that now. I'm feeling much better. I don't know if it's because I've gotten these good things coming towards my life or if it's because I went on vacation and saw the sun or what it is or I just feel not so stressed anymore. But I'm really happy and I'm like, I'm feeling content and I'm feeling like, you know, like this is my life, so I should be doing what I want. Also, um, I just realized that two days ago, I forgot to mention this, I got accepted to my state school, my state university, which I actually go to to attend classes there. So I was not 100% sure that I was going to get accepted, but I was like 95% sure. So it's good that I got accepted. So I do have a choice in the U.S. to go to and it's close to home. And so I can be near my family and friends. And so, yeah, I feel like there shouldn't be so much like, I think around like people who have really high expectations for themselves are really intellectually 
um, pushing themselves. There, There's like a stigma around just going to your state school. But there's so many benefits from being somewhere close to home, being somewhere that's familiar to you you know, being able to, like, have a safety net, and especially if going to college, you know, that might be a difficult transition for you, like, it's really, it shouldn't be so much like, oh, you're just settling, you know? It's not so bad to want to seek comfort sometimes, especially when you know that the transition might be hard for you. So, yeah, um, I've been rambling a lot, but let me see, do I have any other news for you guys? Um, no, oh well, Spotify Wrapped came out, and if you don't know, my podcast is hosted through Anchor, which is a Spotify podcasting, like, network site, so I got to see all the Wrapped news from a mere image from this year, and it was really cool. There were, like, some shocking statistics on there. It was, like, what's weird, okay, is that I was some people's top most listened to podcast, which is really weird to me. Like, I wouldn't think I would, would ever be. And especially since now, I feel like it's kind of hard to find my podcast. Like, I don't even post on Instagram that much or anything or do that much, like, marketing, quote-unquote, that I th- I think it's nice that some people still listen to my podcast. Uh, besides my friend, my best friend, who is my number one listener. Even my mom has stopped listening, which is fun because these episodes don't really, you know, appeal to her. I mean, not appeal to her, but, like, I'm not really her target, like, entertainment demographic or whatever so yeah but that was really cool and yeah so I'm just excited to do this and excited to be able to talk to people and this has been turning into kind of a long ramble talking session also I think if you've been listening for a while like since I first started which was in 2020 I feel like my speaking skills have gotten better and Maybe that's not true. Maybe I'm just saying that. But as I'm speaking right now, I feel like the word flow is coming easier and I'm making less mistakes. And I'm not, I'm not afraid of pausing anymore, which I think might have been like my downfall before because I would always, and I still do this, I always have like thoughts that come quicker than I can like articulate them so I'm always you know tripping over my words putting in new like ideas into the middle of sentences and so my my brain is just like whirring 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 and my mouth is just not translating that correctly so I feel like being able to kind of slow down articulate almost thinking about as if I was going to deliver a joke and you never want to stumble when you're delivering a joke so I'm always thinking well, I'm not always thinking about it, but I'm thinking now, like, okay, slow down, take the pause if you need to, you know, just use the time to articulate what you're trying to say so that people understand you better. And I think that's interesting, and I'm proud of myself for doing that. And I'm proud of myself that I can say that I'm proud of myself because I don't usually do that very often. And I feel like that's a good transition into today's episode. What we're talking about is sticking up for yourself, putting yourself first, and how do we do that? Why do we do that? Should we do that? All that stuff. So I think, you know, whenever I have one of these podcasts, I always start off with a story or something that spurred me into doing this. 
So let me tell you about what spurred me into talking about this because boy was it infuriating. So recently, and I won't give too much information about this because I feel like there's still some unresolved stuff here and I'll explain it after. I'll explain all of this after probably in the next podcast episode or so because I'll be able to. Basically, I had this, I had a conversation with an adult and throughout this conversation, I felt very diminished by this person and I felt like they weren't listening to me and I felt like they didn't care what they didn't care what I had to say and they didn't want to have a real conversation with me where I could have success in the conversation success and articulating my thoughts and I thought this person was very belittling and I throughout the conversation because of the position I was in I felt like I can't say you need to be more respectful of what I'm doing. You can't keep interrupting me when I talk. You have to let me finish my sentence. You have to stop. You know, you you cannot talk to me like this when we're trying to have a conversation here. I couldn't say that because of a position that I was in where the power dynamic was just inherently different. So I had this conversation. It was like hour 30 minutes with this person. Afterwards, I felt so drained and I felt very, I felt uneasy and I felt like something was wrong. And the more that I thought about it, the more that I realized I felt so upset and so unhappy with what had happened because I just let this person, let this adult walk like all over me and treat me in this conversation in a way that was just rude from any perspective and I this was kind of like okay you know what adults more generally people have been treating me treating a lot of people especially young women and I'm I'm not dealing with that anymore because I have decided that I'm just not letting people treat me like someone they can walk all over just because there's a power dynamic in the situation. I'm not going to let my manager gossip about me right behind my back because she's my manager and I don't want to get fired. I'm not going to let adults like this talk to me in a way that's so diminishing and, and belittling just because they have a power dynamic where they kind of get to control something about my future or anything like that. I just can't let people treat me like this anymore because it's so hurtful and it really, it's just infuriating. And the more I was thinking about this, the more I was thinking about kind of the complexities behind sticking up for yourself and putting yourself first because I think this is kind of what my whole experience boils down to is when is the right time to stick up for yourself when is the right time to put yourself first and when should you quote-unquote be the bigger person step aside and put other people's needs in front of your own I think there's a time and a place for both but I feel like in myself I am 
always trying to have a nice experience with other people. I'm trying, I don't want to argue with people, right? I don't want to cause problems. I just want to do what I want and in front of them, you know, I'm just going to be nice, you know, not cause any issues because I don't want to confront people. I don't want to have confrontation. But you know what? Like, why? Why should I do that? I'm putting my fear of not confronting people, not having that ugliness on display in public first. And so, in doing so, I'm putting that other person's mistreatment of me before my own solace and my own peace within myself. And I've always done that, you know, like, because I don't like confrontation. I don't like arguing with people, but you need to stick up for yourself and you have to recognize when people are mistreating you that if you don't address it, if you don't make it uncomfortable for them, how are they going to learn, you know? Like, there are some people who abuse the positions that, of power that they're in, especially adults, because adults have so much power over children, over teenagers, and over how they talk to them and what impact their words have on them. These are real effects, and children just want to do the right thing, and they want the adult to treat them nicely. So that gives the adult too much power in that situation. And if someone never checks that power, then that person is going to go, they're going to abuse it because they don't, they don't understand what the balance between their power over people and other people's feelings and emotions are. They don't have a balance between them. They are only thinking about their inherent superiority over the other person. So I've been thinking, and I made this resolution to myself that next year, and I'm going to count this year too, I'm just starting now, I'm not going to... I'm not going to, like, I'm going to be mean. <laughs> I'm going to be rude. And if someone says something to me that I don't like, I'm just going to say, like, I don't like that or that was rude because I just don't want to, like, deal with it anymore. Like, I feel angry and I feel hurt that I wouldn't feel comfortable enough to address anger and pain that I'm feeling. And if someone says something to me where I think that's not nice or that's not kind or you shouldn't have said that to me, I would want to address it. And I don't care anymore if it's me being too sensitive or whatever. Like, I just don't care. Sure, let me be sensitive, you know? Like, why can't I be sensitive to some things? And so I think that, like, there's a time and a place for putting other people's needs before yours. Let's say if you were at, like, someone's wedding, you probably shouldn't get into a argument with someone about something they said. But I don't think that's what the scenario is in every day-to-day -day situation. If the checkout lady is mean to me and says something rude to me, I'm going to say, you cannot talk to me like that. That's rude. And I feel like there's power in using a phrase that seems very mature. Because if you come at them with a 
why would you effing say that to me or something like that if you come in like that that's not very productive I think that might not work but if you come in expressing what you truly mean to express which is usually you should not speak to me like that it hurts my feelings if you say something along those lines if you say please don't talk to me like that that's belittling or you're interrupting me and I can't finish my sentence and I want you to stop interrupting me or something like that just lay it out like as in plain as plainly as possible if they're a person who's already being rude to you they're probably going to get angry at that but you just want to start off as maturely as possible but sometimes (laughs) sometimes if someone's being like a complete asshole to you just like punch them I don't know like just some people do not understand that being mean is not a personality trait it's not funny when you're being mean to someone and you know if you want to have friends you can't argue with them you can't be mean to them all the time there's play fighting and then there's passive aggressive meanness and people can tell the difference there's always an energy behind everything you say and there's such an energy difference between play fighting and being passive aggressive i just think that for myself constraining myself to try and be nice to everyone and not have awkward interactions or anything like that is bad for me and it's just another way for me to mold myself and fit myself to be how other people want me to behave which is nice oh she's so nice she's so sweet she's so well behaved i'm not a puppy you know i'm just done with it and i think maybe this has been building up in me recently because i've been seeing people who stick up for themselves and i've realized that in those situations when i see people stick up for themselves i think kind of like to myself oh my god i would never do that why are they doing that why are they doing that it's because they're right in the situation they should stick up for themselves and i'm thinking i'm siding with the person in the wrong here because i'm saying oh my god oh my god why would they stick up for themselves oh my god we're in the public why are you shouting why are, why are you like you made the the room go silent just stop 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 like no if i were that person who was having a confrontation with someone else i would want to be quiet and i would shut up that's bad because that means that i don't have the the guts really to stick up for myself or i just have put up this wall between my feelings and communicating them to a person who's being mean to me because i think that that makes me more likable and i don't want to cause a scene because why because you know people have told me that it's nice when you know you're so well behaved and stuff but if when you're well behaved you can let that go too far and you can let people just walk all over you when i was working i would never tell people hey you need to like get up and work and I can't be the only one like doing work right now because there's four people on shift and I'm the only one working I should have just said that because I was upset that they would be mad at me I didn't even like them they weren't even my friends you know like what what is it with this people-pleasing nature that we think that we're always having to be nice to people in order to be liked and appreciated you know Maybe I'm in my reputation era, my villain era, and I don't, like, I don't even care. I 
well, I do care, but I'm trying not to care because it's just so, I think it's honestly evil how people, how society has made us think, especially girls, teenage girls think, that if you're, like, talking, speaking up about something, that you're wrong or you're bad for doing so just because maybe you're not being the politest you could be or whatever. So, I'm just, like, I just don't want to follow those rules anymore and if i'm mad i'm mad i'm gonna say it or something like that but here's where the caveat caveat kicks in because recently in french class we're reading this book um it's called oscar et la dame rose and it's basically about this boy who has cancer and he's gonna die and like that's the plot of the story and he's it's sad okay i'm not laughing about the cancer i'm laughing because of the way i described it but he is he basically kind of acts rudely to people like his parents and um other people because he has this mindset like well i'm gonna die and i'm gonna die soon and i'm gonna die before my parents so why should i be nice to them you know like i have the right because I'm literally about to die. I have the right to do, like, anything I want. And then this nurse, who he's, like, good friends with, says to him, like, okay, you think just because you're going to die first, you have the right to not care about other people's feelings, and you have the right to not treat them kindly? I thought to myself, wow, that was such a powerful girl boss moment there. And it was, it's true. Like, I don't think... Even with me saying all of this, put yourself first, stand up for yourself, there's a time and a place to not confront. And I think here's where, here's kind of where it comes down to it. Sometimes when you feel hurt or something, it's not always about what the other person has said to you. Sometimes it's a projection of what you think. For example, I had this strange, strange thing. And this is a really vulnerable moment for me because... This is, like, this is telling you, like, how self-conscious I am. I had this weird idea that if someone told me, I like your pants, that it somehow means that there was, like, stuff all over my pants, or I'd sat in something, or I'd bled through my pants, or I was just, like, really unput together, and I was making a fool of myself. So every time someone would tell me, I like your pants, I would instantly go, oh my god, oh my god, I'm feeling really self-conscious now, I think I bled through my pants or something like that, like, I just, I don't know, and it was just the weirdest thing, it was never true, whenever people said that to me, I feel like they just meant they like my pants, but I would take it as this weird thing, and that's an issue I can recognize within myself, because it's just projecting my self-consciousness and my, you know, perception that I'm always making a fool of myself, I'm going to embarrass myself, and I have to be really careful about it, whatever. Yada, it's very common. I think a lot of people can relate. But I feel like sometimes when you feel something, you feel bad about an interaction you had with someone, sometimes it can just be because of the way that you have kind of projected your insecurities onto a conversation. So I think it's important to kind of take a step back and 
and first maybe realize that like okay there's a possibility here this is my problem and if i were to confront someone about this this would bring undue sadness and anger and hurt into their lives when really this is an issue within myself when you have a situation like that i don't think you should go confront someone and i think it's better to turn inward it's better to be introspective in this situation because this is about battling yourself really battling your own demons and it's not going to help it's only going to hurt it to the other person if you make them feel like this was their issue if i had told someone stop saying you like my pants and being a passive aggressive because i have blood all over my butt like no that's an issue within myself right i just think it's it's important to in those situations where you're not so sure if you should confront someone or not take a step back think about why this is making you angry and then proceed now this is in direct contrast to a situation where someone is clearly being rude to you those situations are much different because in those situations you're not thinking did they or didn't they you know like what did they mean you can tell and you know those situations you should definitely act on and i think together near image fam we are no longer settling for rudeness and rudeness to us because it's just simply not worth it anymore and people who are rude to you do not deserve to get away with it this is my villain arc this is my reputation era and this is the end of the episode thanks for listening go confront someone and have a little um fist fight in the lunchroom it's very fun all right thanks for listening bye guys (laughs) 